Hello and welcome everyone to episode 26 of the Ducky O'Brien Show. Today I'll be covering four games in this podcast. Bat Boy, which is a retro platformer. Killer Frequency, which is an interactive narrative or visual novel, sort of-ish. And then we got Meaningless, a very simple but relaxing puzzle game. And then we have Cetris, also another simple but relaxing and also possibly potentially frustrating puzzle game. Anyways, why don't we get into it? We'll start with Bat Boy. Bat Boy is a retro platformer through and through, from the nostalgia-inducing 8-bit graphics to the simple but catchy chiptune soundtrack. This side-scrolling action platformer feels like an old classic made in modern times. The game takes inspiration from many of the classics and even from other more modern retro-inspired platformers. The theme levels, boss fights, and abilities gained from those boss fights are reminiscent of classics such as Mega Man. The overall map, where you move around to select which level you'll play, definitely reminds me of Super Mario World. The smooth platforming where you bounce around on enemies and projectiles may bring to mind modern retro games such as Shovel Knight. This isn't to say that Bat Boy isn't without its own identity. The abilities you gain after defeating the bosses add another dimension to the platforming. These abilities often grant you ways to move around the map, such as a hookshot-like ability, making traversal much faster and more convenient. It oftentimes opens up new pathways to collectibles and upgrades as well. The game also provides a base of operations which functions as an interactive menu and gallery. You can visit anytime to talk to a growing menagerie of comrades. The jukebox allows you to listen to soundtracks you've unlocked via collecting cassette tapes scattered throughout the levels. You can even buy potions to help make completing the levels easier. The potions can do things such as restore health and are unlocked by collecting ingredients hidden in some of the levels. There are also animals you can rescue and pet, which is always a bonus to me, and extra optional levels with secret bosses to defeat. All of these are small extras, but they add a nice level of polish to an already polished game and help set Bat Boy apart from similar titles. In regards to the gameplay and mechanics, it feels and works great for the most part. It's standard side-scrolling action platformer fare, and it's well done. The game does feel very smooth when you can use your bat attack to jump from enemy to enemy and projectile to projectile, or even bypass them completely with some abilities. There's definitely an immense sense of satisfaction when you can successfully navigate some of the more tricky jumps to get all the gems and collectibles in one smooth run. Even with some of the aspects of the game that may require a tad more skill, Batboy manages to strike a moderate level of difficulty for most experienced gamers. The levels are not too difficult to navigate, and while some of the bosses may pose a mild challenge, thanks to generous checkpoints, it shouldn't create a frustrating experience for even new players. The game also has a light narrative reminiscent of older, lighthearted animes. It's nothing to write home about, but it's serviceable. Overall, Bat Boy provides an enjoyable romp for fans of platformers. For additional info, as for the review scores, Bat Boy currently has a 96% positive review score with a total of 54 reviews as of this podcast, which was recorded on August 21st, 2023. The developer was X Plus Co. Limited and Sonzai Games. The publisher was X Plus Co. Limited. It was released on May 25th, 2023 with an MSRP of $14.99 US dollars. I did receive a free key from Keymailer, thank you to the awesome person who approved my key request. I spent a total of 20.9 hours, and I have 18 out of the 18 achievements unlocked. 
As a funny side note, I did fully complete the game and unlock everything, but they released an update that fixed cloud saves not working. My Steam Vac save file, which had the most recent save file, also had nothing unlocked, and that overrode my previous save file, which had everything unlocked. So I now lost that save file. I'm very sad, and I wish they kind of, you know, when they rolled out the update, they kind of made sure to let people pick which save file to <laughs> upload to the cloud. And now we'll be moving on to Killer Frequency. Killer Frequency is an interactive thriller from the perspective of watchdog radio host Forrest Nash. Through a series of rather unfortunate events, all 911 calls have been routed to the radio show, and now Forrest must try to save everyone calling in. You won't speak of Pawnee's Pizza, however, they can go die in a fire. Most of the game takes place in the radio broadcasting control room with the majority of the narrative delivered through voice acting lines of dialogue. Every once in a while, you'll be able to pick from two or three conversation options that may affect whether or not the person calling in survives. While you definitely will be listening to dialogue for most of the game, there are some explorative elements as well. Sporadically, you will run into some segments where you must leave the comfort and safety of your broadcasting room to venture forth into the undeniably unnerving building. You'll be searching for clues to help the caller survive as well as unravel the murder mystery set before you. These short exploratory segments definitely feel creepy and help to break up the possible monotony of constantly listening to dialogue. For those of you who aren't the biggest fan of horror elements, the game doesn't indulge in it too much. It doesn't rely on jump scares other than one in the very beginning and maybe one or two mild ones throughout the game. The atmosphere is what helps to create the feeling of constant unease. The puzzle elements were very rudimentary. It basically involved looking for some key information in some sort of object and then using that information to pick the right dialogue option. There was very little logical deduction happening and I was okay with this for the most part. While I do prefer more mentally stimulating puzzles, I felt that it would have detracted from feeling immersed in the narrative at hand. The game is an interactive narrative first and puzzle elements were secondary. Going back to the main section of the gameplay, thankfully the voice acting is pretty solid for the most part. Forrest and Peggy sound great and this works out for the game since these two have most of the airtime. Some of the side characters' performances can be a bit on the weaker side with varying degrees of under or overacting, but on the whole, the cast did a great job of creating an immersive experience, if albeit on the hammy side. There are some sections that do seem out of place but these are few and far between. For example, in the very beginning, we hear Forrest constantly sighing about things. Now, this does fit in the context of the story where Forrest used to be a big shot radio host in Chicago, with an audience numbering in the millions, and now is in the middle of nowhere broadcasting to under 100 people. However, as a professional broadcaster, you really wouldn't be sighing on air, and even if it was happening off air, the lack of professionalism to at least fake enthusiasm fell out of character to me. Thankfully, it was only for a short segment and it didn't really take away from the game at all. It also fit into the context of the game where you could make Forrest lean towards being more of a jerk through conversation options you picked. There were some sections that also fell out of place with the overall tone of the narrative. For example, the voice acting segments where Forrest introduces a song fell out of place with this previous tone of voice. 
This could mainly be due to the fact that these sections were recorded separately, but it was a bit jarring to hear Forrest go from sounding concerned or showing consternation in one moment to enthusiastically introducing a song the next. Again, this is just a minor and personal nitpick that most people won't even care about or notice. I don't mean to take away from the performances at all. On the whole, they were very stellar. As for the quality of the writing, I felt that it was very serviceable. I oftentimes find the element of mystery as a cheap plot mechanic to help create artificial investment and interest in the narrative by withholding key information. For a killer frequency, however, the writing was pretty solid. I wasn't blown away by the story, but there were definitely some very solid plot twists with elements of foreshadowing you notice afterwards. The story kept you hooked and felt satisfactory by the time it concluded. Also, some of the more humorous bits definitely got a chuckle out of me. Not all jokes hit the mark, however. This will differ based on your personal preference, obviously. Overall, I had fun playing through Killer Frequency. By no means is it a perfect game, but it got me hooked and I wanted to reach the ending. The game did a great job of feeling genuinely unnerving at parts. The cheesy humor worked in some bits and definitely added a feeling of levity to help break up the gravity of what was happening. With the limited gameplay mechanics, it is for sure more on the side of being a passive experience rather than an active one. This isn't necessarily a deal breaker for me because sometimes you just want a more chill experience and Killer Frequency delivered on that front. For additional information, the game has a review score of 95% positive reviews with a total of 888 reviews as of this podcast. The game was developed by Team 17 Digital, it was published by Team 17 Digital, and was released on June 1st, 2023 with an MSRP of $24.99 US dollars. I did receive a free key from Keymailer thanks to the amazing person who approved my request. Team 17 can be a little bit picky because uh, they release games that do very well now. So I get a little bit sad when I request a Team 17 game and I, I get denied. <laughs> Anyways, I spent 14.1 hours on the game. I have 25 out of the 27 achievements. I need to replay the entire game twice to get the save everyone under 4 hours achievement and then the get everyone killed achievement. Now we'll be moving on to Meaningless. Meaningless is a pretty chill puzzle game. Your main goal is to manipulate blocks so that the marble can get to the end of the level. This may seem like a simple mechanic, but the puzzles grow in complexity to the point that the solution isn't so obvious at first glance. For example, in later levels, there are pairs of blocks that contain colored doorways that teleport the marble to and from each other. One level uses the gain of momentum from teleportation to launch the marble uphill into the destination after moving the doorway at the right time. It's a bit hard to paint a clear picture with words, but you'll see what I mean once you play that level. Another example is one level where bumpers are used. You need to move the bumpers into the correct position to launch the ball across the level to the destination. It's not so obvious at first glance because you won't know how the bumpers will move the marble until it actually hits it. The game actually does a great job of introducing new mechanics, building upon those mechanics, and then moving on to the new mechanic before it can overstay its welcome. Level difficulty isn't too high either. Most fans of puzzle games should be able to solve each puzzle within a few attempts. Overall, Meaningless is a chill puzzle game to play. It's not too deep, but still provides enough of a challenge to be a nice, relaxing experience. There's no rush to solve the puzzles, and you can take your time. The game has 105 levels total, and should take roughly 3 hours or so to complete. For additional info, 
currently has a total of two reviews as of this podcast. It was developed and published by Duck Reaction and released on July 17, 2023 with an MSRP of $6.99 US dollars. I did receive a free key from Keymailer. Thank you to the cool person who approved my request. I currently spent a total of 2.8 hours on the game and there are no achievements. Alright, now we'll be moving on to the final game in this podcast episode, Cetris. Zoo Corporation is back at it again, fellas. They usually make solid puzzle games featuring what one could say are very well-endowed anime girls. This one doesn't have any anime girls, and honestly speaking, that makes me way more comfortable playing this game. The boobs can get really big. (laughs) That's all I'm gonna say. As per usual for Zoo Corporation, the puzzle mechanics are very solid. Tetris combines the shapes from Tetris and the puzzle elements from Tangram-like games. The result is a simple yet satisfying and challenging puzzle game. Main concept is very simple. You have to fit all the provided puzzle pieces onto the board perfectly. The game adds in a few twists to the mechanics for some levels by requiring certain colored blocks to occupy specified spaces, but it's rarely used. Now I know some of you are wondering how the simple mechanic can provide any challenge. While the earlier levels are definitely on the easier side, the later levels can become frustratingly hard. I'm exceptionally challenged when it comes to visual manipulation, i.e. being able to read x-ray charts, so some levels provided a very high level of challenge for me. I can't move around the pieces in my mind, so I have to physically place them on the board for me to process what's going on. Even then, I still have trouble. Because of this, I actually spent two entire hours on one specific puzzle before giving up and looking up the solution. Now, not every puzzle is this difficult. Most can be solved by even the most inept within 30 minutes or so, but the later puzzles feature larger boards and more pieces with more possible combinations. It provides for a relaxing experience until you reach a puzzle that you can't solve. It is, however, immensely satisfying when you manage to solve it after a period of intense struggling and even questioning life. The game has 80 levels and a time attack mode. It should take the average person roughly 4 hours to complete it, but I am well below average. I have spent 11 hours on the game and have almost completed it after losing my sanity a couple of times. For additional info, the game currently has a total of 1 review as of this podcast. The game was developed and published by Zoo Corporation and released on June 15, 2023 with an MSRP of $299 US dollars. I did receive a free key from Zoo Corporation. Thanks again fellas. They are very supportive and generous to a small outlet like me. I will always cover their games and then send them the coverage and then they will link it on their Twitter. They throw so much support at me that uh, it kind of warms my jaded heart. Especially after... <laughs> After meeting a lot of people that don't give you any support and expect so much in return. So, Zoo Corporation is awesome. Anyways, I spent a total of 11 hours so far with a total of 6 out of 10 achievements. I am missing one, which is complete all 80 levels, which I'm very close to. And then there are, uh, I think, 3 related to time attack mode, which I haven't done yet. Okay, this has been episode 26 of the Ducky O'Brien Show. So essentially, I write a script for the previews for the games, and then I read those. So it may sound a little bit unnatural when I read the scripts. I figure this will be, I guess, more listenable than just rambling on about each game. But there are not a lot of people listening to my podcast. If you are listening to my podcast, 
hey, I would love some feedback. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. Or better yet, give me an example of like a podcast you actually enjoy listening to. And I'll take a look at it and try to, you know, if I can, uh, replicate that uh, process, that sound, that feel. I might not be able to do it because I am not very good at what I do. I'm working really hard to get better, but it's taking such a long time. So even if you don't like my podcast and you're listening, thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. I really mean it. I don't deserve any any of your time, but the fact that you're giving it to me, it means a lot to me. So um, I know you're out there. Uh, if I can get at least one person to enjoy what I'm making, it was all worth it. If no one enjoys it, then <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, that's going to be it. That's episode 26. Uh, I, I know my podcast is super random because I put in so much random stuff into this podcast feed, but that's how I like making stuff. I like dabbling in different things and I just like doing something when the fantasy strikes me. But I do grind certain types of content consistently and in the same format. And that is my game previews. So that's one area where I'm, I'm mostly consistent in. Have been for about three years or so. And lately I've been taking a nice break because I, I've been burning out. Anyways, that's going to be it. Uh, as you can see, I'm not reading any script here. I'm just talking off the top of my head. may feel less smooth, but I guess it'll sound more natural. And before I keep rambling on, thank you very much once again, and I'll catch you guys next time.